STL Soccer Talk is brought to you by Closets by Design. Update your closet, garage, office, pantry, and more. Imagine your home totally organized. Call 1-800-BY-DESIGN. That's 1-800-BY-DESIGN. Greetings and welcome to STL Soccer Talk, the podcast about St. Louis soccer here at stltoday.com and the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. I'm Tom Timmerman, under orders from my producer, talking in very soft tones so as not to blow out people's eardrums with my usual enthusiasm and zealousness. Um, And I'm the producer, (laughs) Beth O'Malley. Hello, Beth. And co-host. And co-host. I, I, I think, I, I think you know... Well, I do also do some light editing. I think people can tell that audio producing is not my full-time job, mm-hmm. but I do my best. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Early indications are this one will have more than light editing. Well, but, uh, but this is easy editing. We had huh? to do... What was it? We had this, to was, do, this is take five. This is take five of the introduction. Uh, but all I have to do is take that first part, part. and delete everything before it. Mm-hmm. So it's a very easy editing. Oh, okay. Yes. So I, but now I can't do incorrect things mid-podcast because that would create we We, more, more we can, but it would create more work. And I don't have my pe- a pen with me today to jot down the timestamp of when we have an error, which makes things even easier. Mm-hmm. However, we won't have any errors. <laughs> no, no. There will we'll, be there will be no yellow cards in this podcast. This, this will, will be flawless. Flawless. This will be flawless. Exactly. Except for the fact that I forgot to start the start the clock. Well, that uh, that's okay. One. There's one right there too there? on my okay. computer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But we don't know. What these we are get. these are the behind the scenes moments yes. that only true <laughs> podcast fans get to listen to. Yes. To turn to actual soccer. Which, you think you think that's what people are listening for? I think so. Okay. Even after the loss yesterday, right. um, which was kind of a frustrating game to watch, City did not create many chances, which means that you know fans sat there kind of uh, like in hockey games. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, well certainly the first I don't know twenty minutes or so was uh, kind of just. Houston seemingly coming at them mm-hmm. in waves, and, and City would like get the ball out of their end of the field, and it would come right back. Yes, and, and there was never any sustained possession um, going. Uh, the, finally, the first chance shows up about the twenty-fifth minute, I think, or so. Sam and which, which is about the same time that the TV broadcast right. actually switched over. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, uh-huh. but Sam and Dinneron had a nice run, mm-hmm. but the shot was, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was saved, but if mm-hmm. the shot was not necessarily placed in a way that would avoid the goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and and this, we talk about this on, on the video that we do as well, but you know, they get chance, and they're good, they're, they're decent chances. I mean, they, they had... They had ch- definite, opportunities. definite opportunities. There's just not enough of them. Right. And, and that puts a pressure on that they, they need to be better at finishing if you're only going to have that finite... Uh, as opposed to that infinite, but mm-hmm. a finite number of chances. Right. Um, you know, if, if you only have five, you got to score on one of them or two of them. Uh, if you got, you know, if if how many shots did Houston end up with last night? Houston. Did they have thirteen? Ended that, up uh, with thirteen shots. Yeah, it was thirteen to five. Right. But and, shots on goal, Houston has had as many shots on goal as we had overall shots. 
Mm-hmm. It's it five to three in shots you, on goal. Right. Usually not a good sign. No. And, and actually, three shots on goal is kind of a, last year was a cutoff line. If City had more than three shots on goal, mm-hmm. they usually won. If they had three or less, they usually lost. I was hoping you had that because as we were talking before the show, I was showing you my notebook page that I realized should have been a spreadsheet because then it could have done all those neat things where you just said. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's so, and and obviously you know, it obviously depends on you know if they had just taken some random fourth shot that had to be saved by the goalie, that wouldn't have changed things. But it's indicative of the opportunities you get. And if you look at the shots on goal from last night, Sam Adeniran, Anthony Markanik, and uh, Michael Wenzel, which in, if you had that in the that parlay in the pool, congratulations. Because you were one out of, you know, 10,000 or something on that one. But whose name is missing from that list that you would expect to hear in it? I would expect Yao know, Klaus to be a, uh, a ding, guy ding, ding, ding. in there. And, you know, he's, he's, for him, it's been getting shots on goal. Right. He, he's taken shots and they have been off frame. Yes. Uh, and, and so, and that's something, whether, you know, it's, Rust, whether it's just, you know, whatever the explanation is, he is not in the moment doing that. We know he can do it. Yes. Uh, all, all evidence is that, you know, he is <laughs> a guy that is going to score goals. And so that is, in all likelihood, going to happen. Um, unless it, we're looking at the, the dawn of the most unlucky year for a professional soccer player or a guy who has discovered, you know, in, had goal scorers amnesia and and can you know or goal scorers you know dyslexia or whatever it is a case and, of the yips and, dare we say i, I doubt it it doesn't I, yeah, look like he's it. not a yippy guy um, <laughs> do soccer players get the yips? soccer players yeah anyone gets the yips i get the yips as we, and you know we only recorded the opening five times so um though many of them were i thought they were outstanding i, I but i am curious do soccer players call it the yips I don't, I, uh, you know, enough of them golf that they that they might, okay. but uh, I don't. You know, in in hockey, you would say gripping the stick too tight. Okay. And I don't know what the soccer equivalent of that lacing the shoes too tight, or Could uh, be. you know, or something like that. But they like except they sleeve. call them boots. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. So that's really. Um, but they but they also they they like tightly laced shoes, so that wouldn't be um, an, an issue. Uh, for them, so I'll have to I'll have to explore this uh, when I'm next they, time. About they may not practice. talk about it, given how superstitious some people, some athletes are. Anyway, uh, always possible, but uh, you know, you. you know, uh, this is a team not tempting fate. Anyway, um. <laughs> it's not a, it's not necessarily the case of the Yips. It's a case of they just need to create more chances. They need to create more chances, and then they need to put the chances they create on it. And they also they create chances that often don't lead to shots. Yes, they you know. You know, uh, Thomas Ostrock, you know, had it, you know, got the ball deep and then he was trying, you know, trying to cross the ball back and it got stolen and that was the end of that. Right. So there was no shot on that opportunity. It was, in, in the wider sense, it would be a scoring chance, a scoring opportunity, but, you know, that decision making or whatever, the execution in the final, uh, usually you say in the final third, in this case, I mean, where he was on the field, it's the, <laughs> it's the final, you know, Fifth or final fiftieth, probably <laughs> at that point when you're a few feet from the end line. Um, so that's yeah. So uh, 
So, you know, it's a two-leg total goal series. They were tied on total goals at two apiece, but the first tiebreaker was uh, away goals. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the rules in the CONCACAF rules is, is away goals, not road goals, for those who are sticklers for uh, style. Um, so away goals was the first ever. And Houston, because they scored an away goal in, uh, in the first game uh, here in St. Louis, that was the difference right. in it. Um, it's, it's something, you know, it's, uh, how, how, how these things work. You know, they're even on goals, two to two, but... You've, got to, you've you know, got to at some point pick a tiebreaker and stick it's with a, it. It's a, it's a time-honored tradition, and, and, yeah. it's, and it's also designed to keep teams from, you know, in the past where the road team would say, well, we just want to get out of this with a tie. And so it was a way of encouraging attacking offense to yes. do it. Um, Which and, it also means that if City had scored just one more goal... Mm -hmm. They would have come out on top. That's right. And they, they would have matched. Well, if it had been a one-one tie, they would have won on total goals. Mm -hmm. If it had been a two-one Houston win, they would have been tied and would have gone to overtime. And this is a fascinating thing: is you got late in that game, Houston's next goal, it was one to nothing. Houston's goal, in a way, didn't matter. Right. Because City still needed to score a goal. Mm -hmm. If it was two nothing. And it went to two one. Then there would have been an overtime period. Right. So um, it really didn't matter from a defensive point of view for City at that point um, if Houston had scored or not. And Bradley Carnell pointed directly to that in explaining some of his substitution decisions. The the back line had a catastrophe basically, <laughs> which we will talk about in a moment. But the the subs were clearly intended to shore up the offense and mm -hmm. and give some more chances. And it was. Mildly successful, but obviously not completely. Yeah, and so the two-pronged thing here. First of all, let's talk about the back line. Let's talk about the back line. The back line, which is um, uh, open to all comers, it would seem at this point, because uh, everyone's everyone's hurt in some way. Um, Nielsen during the game came Nielsen out. Came out right. Uh, doesn't sound like anything major. At least that's what it sounded like from the post-game mm -hmm. press conference. Carnell was kind of like, ah, it was tight, nothing pulled. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that But he clearly remains. left the game in discomfort. He yes. did not yes. bound off the field, you know, singing and dancing. No. Uh, you know. So, But hopefully that remains that way today is what I was going to say, like mm -hmm. that he still nothing pulled, just discomfort. <laughs> uh, uh, Parker was on the bench and, and ready to play, but not subbed in. Basically, Carnell said because they didn't need to hunker back. They needed mm. to put everything forward. Mm -hmm. um, and he left the Real Salt Lake game yes. on Saturday in the first half uh, with tightness in a muscle in his leg, uh, which, again, you know, two consecutive games, City SC has had a starting center back leave the game in the first half, mm -hmm. which I think the, the, the layman's term is not good uh, for that. It is it's just you need to, you know, that's well, not something. Any first-half substitution for an injury is not a good thing. And the fact that it's the team's top two center backs is even worse. not a good thing. And, and you were saying, I think, in a previous podcast, you usually don't want to sub out mm -hmm. your center back. You're usually the back line. You, the back that's, line. That's, that's, put four guys out there, let them play 90 minutes, and that's, and, and, and that's, the, uh, and that's it. And because you want to save the subs in attacking situations, because mm -hmm. those, you know, those are guys where you, you can take advantage of that and have a faster guy against a and, slowing down. And also in Saturday's game, Josh Yarrow 
was knocked around pretty hard. Twice uh, he had to get on-field treatment for blows to the head. Right. Which is... <laughs> well, it was twice in like five minutes or something like that. Yeah, that's he... he, he he gets, a, he gets a hit in the head, comes off, gets treatment, goes back in. And I think the very next time, the very next he goes after a ball, he leans forward and, and catches a guy's shoulder in the in the face. So it's, uh, yeah, so Josh Arrow was not on the game roster right. uh, for yesterday. They didn't even bother to suit him up. And then Kyle Hebert, uh, old iron horse Kyle Hebert, uh, got hurt in practice last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the original initial thing was out 10 days, which should still mean he's out this Saturday. Uh, so City SC, you know, it was going to be da- dangerous, but risky, you know, bringing Nielsen back to start the second game. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they here's a guy who played 45 minutes of a preseason game in Florida two weeks into training camp, played 45 minutes. Then was gone for two weeks right. from the team, uh, missed all of the remaining preseason games, mm-hmm. and then uh, hops back on the Real Salt Lake game to play 90 minutes. Um, and then they come back with him because they didn't have much of a choice right. to start him in, in the Houston game. And I think they were looking if they could get 45 minutes out of him and then it, make it, a sub. It sounded then, a bit like that. Yeah, I mean, I. Was, yeah. That would have been the ideal thing to do, but he yeah. ended up having to come out earlier than the mm-hmm. than halftime. So, um, with being out of the Concacaf Champions Cup tournament, I said the whole thing right. Yes, mm-hmm. um, it frees up the schedule, which is maybe a silver lining here. There had been concern about schedule congestion. Yes, uh, for this team, um, because but now the Concacaf Champions Cup is is over. Uh, who knows what happens with the Open Cup? Um, but, uh, you know, that's... That, Still up in the air. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Um, but, you know, some of the things that you see rumored out there are that um, there are some teams that would not be taking part mm-hmm. if the MLS takes part at all in it. Um, so, yeah, so that may not be... So it may not be anything, you know, League's Cup that they're going to play two games in regardless and that they may pick up some extra games there. So anyway, the... Schedule congestion is kind of cleared um, at this point, uh, which is, is which is good for them because if you look at teams that in the first week of MLS play, mm-hmm. teams that were in the Champions Cup um, didn't win on the first weekend of the season. Mm-hmm. None of them won their first game. Um, so, you know, they, they played on Tuesday or Wednesday and then played again on Saturday. And there were a lot of ties, including City including SC City. In, in this first game. Uh, and I think maybe only one loss. I think New England may have been the only loss. But a lot of ties. And, and that just speaks to what you could expect to see going forward. You know, Houston yesterday, Houston went with basically the – same lineup in each of its first three games. So in the two Open Cup games mm-hmm. and it's one league game. So, you know, they had one guy get hurt in the first game. Um, and after that, it was pretty much the same guys. And f- so that was three games in eight days, which is a lot. Now, what that means for Houston this Saturday, uh, you would think there would be substantive lineup changes uh, mm-hmm. at that point. Carnell was able to alternate, and he like about six guys mm-hmm. carrying over uh, from each game. And 
really Berkey and Klaus, the only two guys to start those first three games. Um, everybody mm -hmm. else kind of rotated after that. Some by choice. I mean, you know, uh, some by injury. The injury. Uh, you know, Tim Parker couldn't go. Um, Edu Leuven, you know, could have gone, but they're you know resting him to keep him fresh. Um, so yeah, so that so but now they don't have to worry about that. I mean, now it'll be Saturday and an occasional Wednesday mm -hmm. going forward, um, and so that'll be. I think a significant thing for them. But this team really wanted to really wanted to win, especially the first round yes. in this tournament. Because you look at first round exit from the MLS playoffs. They, they didn't get out of group play in the League's Cup. Now a first round exit in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. I mean, if you want to go back to last year's Open Cup, they beat Union Omaha. Mm -hmm. A third division team in the first right. round, right. and then lost to uh, Chicago. Uh, Chicago in the once the full MLS round <laughs> began. So this is not a team that has had that success yet right. in those situations. You know, it, it, you know, very different between the Concacaf Champions Cup and the playoffs last year. I mean, the playoffs were a big deal. And so you lost this time, you know, it was 2-2 on aggregate and they lost on a tiebreaker this time. Uh, you know, so, you know, it's, they, they, came, they came a lot closer. They came a lot this closer. Time, but they still haven't done it. Right. And, and again, it's just a small sample size, but it's the difference between doing it and not doing it. And right now they can't say they've done it. Mm -hmm. And until you can, until you've done it, you know, people are going to say, well, yeah, you haven't done it yet. So that's, um, you know, they, you know, it'll, and now the, the next chance to do it will be, I guess, the League's Cup, um, you know, will be really the next chance to do it. Um, and then they'll be have to wait for the playoffs. So, um, and that's it, if they get into the playoffs. Right. I think this is a playoff team. I mean, I think. The, I, okay. And, and this is a team that, you know, is better than last year's team. They may they will not get the results that they got last year. That would, you know, that is apparent at this point. Yeah. Yes, though, though you know, I mean, and Ben Fredrickson, our colleague, wrote a column about Roman Berkey and how in his first season he, you know, exceeded all the, you know, the analytics is what they said he should have done. But we saw last night in that Houston game that. I mean, he made a great diving save, got back up, and then blocked and the rebound. Yes. And that is, was where a world-class, you know, goalie plays. Yes. And so, you know, there are analytics and expected goals, and but there's like, there's like a different chart for a goalie like Berkey as to what he can do. Um, yeah, he definitely is still looking very strong. I guess it's the... You, can point to unfortunately the forward line which mm -hmm. with Nico being um with his acquisition it seems with its transfer it seems like City has yet to find a real answer for those scoring chances Totland is close but not producing yet and, and, or, I'm sorry, Torreson. Torreson, yes. I say Totlin is dying for a defensive... A teen name, I was... Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. He's, he's from somewhere where it's cold and snowy. And it's, uh, <laughs> That's uh, on me. But, but Torreson, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, 
Yeah, and he's he's had some chances, and he scored a couple times in the preseason, which puts him ahead of Klaus on that front. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, you know, he, you know, in, in he's a guy that should be able to score. I mean, he has scored in other leagues, not leagues of MLS caliber. Um, and so it's kind of running through the whole team. And what they maybe need is a right. good four or five goal game <laughs> to to get him started. <laughs> Though right now it's hard to see a four or five goal game out of this patch. But what's you know. An early goal because the, you look at who scored the goals for mm-hmm. this team, and it's you know Jose Kajima against Houston, and Sam Adeneron is you know is making chances. Yes, I mean he is you know, and in some ways it's become the attack, which is play a long ball to Adeneron, let him outrun the defense, and and go to goal, and Sam's fine with that, and Sam can do that. He used to be, the goal he scored against Real Salt Lake, he almost did the exact same thing last night where he, long ball and he heads it around the guy and, and, and gets it on his left foot, and there he goes. Uh, didn't finish it this time. Right. Uh, but it's not typically how Klaus was scoring last year, mm-hmm. if memory serves. He was more of a uh, hold-up-and-turn mm-hmm. type of player, not necessarily a, a beat-the-defender type of player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's a target guy in the box kind of thing, and they, they it'll I think it'll happen. Uh, it just it's one of those things where the sooner it happens, the better uh, for City <laughs> SC. By the way, in our discussion of the of the back line, because I, 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 I think I want to acknowledge it, but Michael Venzel, who got called up mm-hmm. uh, from City Two uh, and be out of total necessity because they obviously didn't have enough center back to go around. <laughs> it's a good thing they called um, him up. You know, I thought he played a, a very good game. He made I, some he, he, he made some nice, you know, broke up some plays and, yes. and he did a lot of good things. He had some uh, strange fouls, I thought, a couple mm-hmm. of moments where <laughs> one where he looked like he was almost karate chopping the, the uh, Houston player, but um, they didn't seem to be really strategic type of fouls. They mm-hmm. seemed kind of uh, hot-tempered well, the, ones. Yeah, well, the, the yellow card late in it was, was yes. like, okay, we're going to screw up this scoring chance for you. Just for, you know, that, <laughs> that, that, that was the classic professional foul. But uh, Michael Wenzel, for those who uh, are new to the team or haven't been keep taking copious notes, I mean, he was the captain of City 2 last season. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He grew up in Germany, but he was born in America. His father was a visiting economics professor at, uh, at Penn State. And um, while he was there, Michael was born, so he has a U.S. passport, um, which is invaluable. Um, and he went back to Germany, grew up in Germany, was playing with German clubs. It may have kind of plateaued there uh, where he wasn't going to be kicking up to the next step. And so he decided to, to relocate to America to, to get his career going. Uh, Played almost every minute of every game mm-hmm. with City 2 last year. was the captain of the team. Um, because of his American status, he got called in. He played for the U.S. at the uh, Pan Am Games in Chile last fall. Um, you know, he had played, he'd been, he said he had never actually gotten a game, but he'd been in camps with German youth teams. Okay. Um, but he now is certainly looking at if the U.S. ever wants to call him up again, he'll gladly. Uh, you know, wear the stars and stripes. Uh, so, uh, you know, he is um, a center back of the future for this club. Yeah. Um, you know, he is, you know, 
in this year future could be faster than ever because <laughs> because uh, of the injuries that we've because seen the injuries so far. and because of the rules which said they can they can call him up four times he can get, be called up and be on the be on the roster okay twice he can be called up and played so if they need him again on Saturday that's his second time so if they want to play him again on the first team after that mm-hmm. they 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 got to sign him to a first team contract. Uh, which they would, I think, rather not do because they would like him to get all the playing time he can with City 2. If they um, sign him to a first-team contract, can he go back and play for City 2? He, he, he can. There's, it, uh, there's, there are, there are Similar, ramifications. And okay. City, uh, you know, but he would then be a guy dropping it. But he, he could, but he, he's now got a first-team spot. Right. Um, you know, and all the things that run into that spring from from that from his from that promotion, uh, he's going to get it eventually. You know, yes. Possibly, you know, I think they're looking next year would be the time when Michael Wenzel arrives on the scene. Right. Uh, and if you know if they've got you know if, if they can get you know some combination of those other guys out there that you know in the next game of, of Parker and. and Hebert and Yarrow get out of that and, and not have to you know, use that second game for Wenzel this early. I'm sure they would like that because there's a lot of season uh, ahead of you. There's a lot of season ahead of us. There's now there's 33 MLS games <laughs> ahead of them. But um, but he's a guy that if, if, he, if he doesn't play more this season, he is the guy of the, of the, of the future. Imagine your home totally organized. Closets by Design is offering 40% off plus free installation. Schedule your free consultation today. Call 1-800-BY-DESIGN for details. That's 1-800-BY-DESIGN. And Kojima also started in the game against Houston. Mm-hmm. What did you think of his play? Yeah, he was less less noticeable. That's what I was <laughs> thinking, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's weird, and sometimes you're dependent on the play-by-play announcer. Yes. Because, you know, when you hear names, and if the play-by-play announcer, you know, just for whatever reason, is isn't you know has trouble remembering Jose Kajima or whatever, and done. But you didn't see you didn't see a lot of touches from him, and he had one turnover. I think it was early in the second half mm-hmm. um, that turned into a good scoring opportunity uh, for Houston, and it seemed kind of innocuous at the time. But then they built out of it. Yeah. Houston, a lot of a lot of a lot of back heels. They they they, they were, did they did that a lot and it caught city kind of kind of flat footed all of a sudden somebody does that and like a guy's taken off it's like and then they were doing a lot of catching up yes um, uh, but that was probably more back heels than in you know certainly that we saw from city sc but they did a they did a, a lot of that but yeah I mean he you know he got into he got forward well but he's clearly a guy that is just starting out. Right. Uh, he wasn't. Thing. He didn't seem like much of a difference maker in no. the game, and that could have been at the midfield. You know, one of the things that maybe was missing in the game. Not that I'm pointing a finger at Kojima alone, but you don't get a lot of opportunities unless your midfield can convert or you can take advantage of moments, um, turnovers, things like that. As Bradley Carnell likes to say, it's a game of moments and. City SC definitely did not take advantage of those moments, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if the midfield was also a part of that. Yeah, you know, it was a game in which they didn't start Lubin. They right. they brought him in in the second half, and they've done that in the past, getting him some rest, and then okay, if we need it, if we need something in 
in the 20, last 20 minutes of mm -hmm. offense, in goes Lubin, and yep. that's what he did. Um, yeah, it, it's a, and I he'll be back now. I think on a more regular schedule of playing, you know, every minute that he can play. Uh, you know, and they came. Aziel Jackson came off the bench as well, and um, you know, and Jackson needs to I think focus his game um, a little. He, he's you know he he's doing a lot of work, and I don't know if he's getting a lot of result yes. out of it. Um, and it, it felt like yesterday I, and, uh, that he had a lot of turnovers. He was missing a lot of passes or or he'd break up a, a play and then immediately Houston would repossess. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was a little frustrating watching him on the field. Yeah. I mean, he, he does things with the ball and, you know, with really impressive stuff. And it's just then that's got to lead in. It's got to go somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It can't just peter out. It has yeah. to result. It takes on three guys and gets by them all, and then yeah, the next step is <laughs> is what's is what's missing. Yeah, um, I agree. Some focus there would be is is needed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Indiana Vasilev playing with a, uh, a brace on his on his right arm. It looks a little bit more like a cast cast. It did. You know, it's interesting, uh, maybe to me, but maybe maybe no, please to the, go but, ahead. But but in the uh, Saturday game against Real Salt Lake, it, it was it was black or dark in some day. And yesterday, when they went to white jerseys, he mm -hmm. had a white one. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if it just if it how easily it comes on and off. If it, just, it just straps that hold it tight, and so it's, it's just a simple one. Or or if there's a closet full of uh, you know, you know I mean, he had a bunch of masks when he had his broken nose. If, if he had it, had he played with a pink one, I think on Saturday, and then mm -hmm. a white one, I would mm -hmm. agree that yes, he's yeah. trying to match. But mm -hmm. this case, it looked. Actually, like some type of wrap over the top of it, and maybe mm. the wrap had just happened to be mm. white. It didn't look like um, pre-wrap, which sometimes they don't use as pre-wrap. But mm. um, you know, yeah, yeah. And obviously, when you're playing, if you're wearing a cast, and it has to be a soft cast yes. in, in yes. a soccer game. So but speaking of the white jerseys, mm. yes, I will say from a jersey perspective, they didn't seem to hold up very well. They got see-through really quickly, mm -hmm. which not a great thing. You know, the I thought the secondary, the gray ones last year, kind of did the, the actually. This, this is what I remember about the gray jerseys is that even if you weren't sweating profusely, it looked like you were sweating profusely. Yes. They, they were. They looked like they were sweated through from the start of the game. Some jerseys have that look to them, where the the team steps on the field and you're like, oh, they're all sweaty, and then you realize, mm -hmm. no, it's just the jersey design and. The white ones just very quickly were suddenly like, oh, they're all wearing the the motion detector. Yeah, you can see the, the halters underneath. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, the, yeah. So. Um, well, but this is a, this has been a problem in Major League Baseball with. Uh, with I was with, about with, to with, say. With, with uniforms. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the, well, you get used to that because they'll be wearing them all year. All year. year. <laughs> it's the it's the secondary jersey, so most road games and probably. It just takes game. me right back to uh, what we used to do weekly report cards for the Rams, and when the players were wearing the white pants, were my least favorite weeks because mm -hmm. white pants are just never really a good idea hmm. when you're an athlete. I think. Well, in the NFL, where you, they are prone to grass stains, though. Though I gotta say, as a kid growing up in Los Angeles, the original. Los Angeles Rams jersey, which was just white and blue with mm -hmm. the horns and everything, I thought were just like the simplest and classic football jersey. I thought they looked great. I was <laughs> I, when they once they put started going to gold for the 
for the horns and stripes. I actually, the the gold is a little. I, I kind of prefer the yellow or the I guess orangish maybe mm. for the yeah the gold yeah. is a little much. Yeah. But anyway, that's enough fashion talk. Yeah. And so we're we're we've been focused on the Champions Cup because it, it, it happened just happened ten hours ago. You know. Um, but they they played the first game. They played the first actual game against Real Salt Lake mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday, which uh, was a um, so long ago. But it was a one-one tie. It was um, so long ago, though. Uh, so much has happened <laughs> in the meantime. Um, and uh, another case where they uh, they fall behind and just tie the game, and mm-hmm. uh, another off a den run off the bench. Uh, in that game, they're getting a lot of goals off the bench. They are getting um, a lot of goals off the bench. Not that they're getting a lot of goals, but what goals they are getting come are off the bench. Of their three goals, uh, two of them, I think, have been have been off the bench. Which is what you know usually is your goal when you sub people on. You want to give that extra spark, that extra amount of legs on the field, fresh legs on the field. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carnell has done a good job of of picking people and making those subs at the right moments where they make mm-hmm. that impact, which is mm-hmm. obviously why you make the sub. Yeah, and City SC last year scored a lot of goals in the second half mm-hmm. and in the final 30 minutes of games. That mm-hmm. it was, um, Once you wear down the opposition. Yeah, either that or your full-fledged desperation kicks in, whatever. <laughs> Something was spurring them on in that moment. And they, One or the uh, other. And um, and they got it. So they, they, they got the tie with Real Salt Lake, and Real Salt Lake is going to be a very good team mm-hmm. uh, this year. You know, this, I don't think there's a problem that and concerning the circumstances that they had played on the previous uh, Tuesday, that you know you can you can take that tie. And now going forward, they'll have New York City FC uh, on Saturday. Um, you know, and here's the thing about MLS. I mean, every game is going to is is a tough one. I mean, you know, like oh, that's going to be right. an easy game. I mean, there's the parity in the league is such that they're they're all. Challenging, yes. Performing. Just challenging in different ways from each other, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know the the first half of Real Salt Lake, not good, uh, <laughs> not good. Um, <laughs> I, and the players were you know exceedingly blunt about you know, in some ways the whole game was not. Uh, yeah, was, I mean was, I think was Lubin was particularly. Yeah, he said we we played really bad. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, and, and you you couldn't really say well what about no he was like oh no okay that was yeah that was. Really I think the only well, what about was actually the goal that they ended up scoring, mm-hmm. which was a good-looking goal. Goal, cool. yeah. Lubin plays the ball to Adeniran, who does what he does best: outruns a guy, uh, gets around and gets the ball on his left foot. He's got a very good left foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, earlier in the game, I think in a similar situation, he had he had passed the ball, and this time it was like hey, this one I'm taking, and which is again what you want your goal scorers to do is say I'm, I'm taking this I'm taking this shot. Right, I got and, it. And and he did that. Um, and they had some chances after that uh, to score and uh, and couldn't do it. And so they're getting, you know, it's, it's the there are chances, and you know, and this is never going to be a team that's going to come away from a lot of games with you know three or four expected goals. They, they just you know, it's not, you know they're going to they're going to finish with you know one point two expected goals. And hope that they get two goals, mm-hmm. you know, out of that. That's kind of how this team right now is is formulated. Um, yeah, uh, you know, the, so they got it's where there's a problem on offense, on that they got to just finish better, and and there's a problem on defense in that 
who the heck is playing? Um, <laughs> two different problems, but ones that, that need to well, be solved. And, and the defense problem, at least at the moment, doesn't look to be a long-term problem. It's yeah. a game or two problem. Right. The offense problem, hopefully, is not a long-term problem, but seems more of the systemic problem. It's in the style of play. It's mm. in what they're doing on the field. It's not in a temporary injury. So mm. we'll see how both of those play out. Yeah, still waiting for Nicholas Doerr to be to get in a game. Yes, I'm a little um, puzzled by that. Yeah, and I kind of someone had asked me before the game about Doerr's situation. He's like, well, it's because of how with so many games, there just there aren't a lot of practices right. out there to see, um, and they didn't suit Doerr up in the Real Salt Lake game. Mm-hmm. So that either either means that he's not ready, or that they knew they were going to play him on Tuesday and wanted him to get rest. And it turns out they didn't play him. Right. So it must have been that he's not ready yet. Right. Um, you know, he, he did not get as many minutes as other guys in training camp because of his late arrival. And now the question is just, you know, when can they get him out there? Because uh, he's a guy that should, um, you know, make a big difference for this team. When, once you have him on the left and Totland on the right, mm-hmm. that's, you know, I, that's your ideal situation. And then, you know, Nielsen and Parker in the middle to, to hold things down there. And that's what your back line is going to look like when all is said and done. Um, but, yeah, when that happens for Nicholas Dewar, <laughs> we, is we, the we, question. we don't know. Um, but uh, because it's, it's harder to get when they're practicing – you know, not as much as has been the case. Because they've been play, playing games. Game. <laughs> it's just that he's not getting those minutes in practice as well. And, and you can have him, you know, you can have the three guys that aren't playing much run around. He can run around with Rasmus Alm as re, he rehabs. It's just not the same as the game experience. Right. So they need to, they need to get him um, some of that. You know, and that's where that's kind of where this team stands. We also had other news though last week. What other news did we have last week? Lutz Vattensteel. Lutz Vattensteel, sporting director of the team, Mm -hmm. uh, got a contract extension now uh, under contract through 2026. Yes. uh, With the team, uh, which is obviously a good thing for the team because he put together (laughs) a very good team uh, very quickly. Um, And so that, you know, that's a, a big step. It is a big step, especially Ben Fredrickson had a, a sounded like an extensive interview with him and uh, wrote that both Saudi Arabia and European teams were on the phone with him. So for him to decide to stay in St. Louis, I think, is a, a pretty big deal. He seemed to put it as a, um, a project that's not done yet. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how the project continues to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is good to see him staying with the team. Yeah, especially because if... If not, you know, I don't know who within the organization, you know, it's not like you have an assistant general manager who's, who's okay, but he's next in line and knows it's, you know, not, right. you know and, and John Hackworth does some of that. But, um, uh, you know, fantasy, obviously, this has been this is something he has done for many years. And mm-hmm. when you look at the job and the people he's found and the contacts he has and has been able to make happen, yeah. uh, you, you know, the web of connections that has brought some players to St. Louis very clearly starts with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that so that's a very that's a big thing, and you know the fact that he stayed this long. If you look at his career, he may end up being a 
St. Louis is almost as long as he's been anywhere else in his in his life. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the guy's been in you know fourteen different countries or whatever. Famously, um, has played on every continent but one. Mm-hmm. And he has actually been to Antarctica. Well, and, but, but, I'm but sorry, played, played but professionally. Professionally in in, in all six <laughs> continents. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a big thing, Dad. And you know, the team has taken steps to lock up. You know the the important people. Mm-hmm. Carnell's got an extension through twenty five. John Hackworth has got a promotion, which presumably comes with some. Yeah, you know, we don't know the details of his deal, mm-hmm. but he's gonna. You know, this is a way to keep him because he was he would draw interest from teams looking at it for a coach. So this yeah. is something um, something there. So you like to see that uh, solidity foundation um, at foundation, yeah. but to have that have around now. You know. I, Freddie Carnell, I mean, coaching in MLS is is you know up there with you know bomb squad crew for job security. Um, <laughs> Jeez. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, but but he's he's in he's in a good uh, he's a good situation. And so yeah, to have everybody around, I think you know, and it's good for the fans as well. I mean, especially at the start, because there are some MLS expansion teams that I mean they've gone through you know three head coaches in the first season. Mm-hmm. And, and this speaks to everybody in the franchise getting it right. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, that hiring Fan and Steel was, a, was the right thing to do. And him hiring Carnell was the right thing to do. Because you, you, you like to see that. You, you know, it, it says something when you hire a coach for the first team and, and, and six months later, it's like, no, nah, this, this wasn't working. We totally miscalculated on this guy. And not the case. I mean, the city got it right the first time, mm-hmm. which is something to give you confidence going forward as they try to advance out of the first round in some competition here. <laughs> They've already advanced point. out of the first round in the hiring level. They have. So they let's have hope mm-hmm. it works its way. Would that work its way up or down? Yeah. I'm not sure. I guess anyway. It's, it's working down. I see where you're going. I get yeah, it. Thank you. I thank get you. it. But, but, and I pointed this out in the story on the game written in the wee hours of this morning. Mm-hmm. But... It's not, you know, we say, you know, they're not getting out of the first round in these tournaments. Let's remember that they've they've qualified for these tournaments, which is really unusual for an expansion team. So for them to make the playoffs, most expansion teams don't do that. And to make the CONCACAF Champions Cup, almost no expansion teams do that. I mean, it's (laughs) happened, I think, twice. I think Seattle and and Chicago uh, done it. So that's... You know, the mere fact they got there is worthy of, of, you know, being noted. Yes. But now the next step is hang around a while. (laughs) And clearly this is a team that has its eye on the future. When you look at, as we were talking about, these signings that they've made, shoring up that foundation, Mm -hmm. no MLS team keeps players for a really long time, but this is a team that has its eye on, okay, what are we doing next? What's happening next year? What's happening next game? That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily saying, well, we did good last year, so let's calm down a bit. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have 33 games of a soccer season uh, with, with limited distractions uh, <laughs> at this point to, uh, to, to find out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So now it's now it's a, a more standard rhythm uh, coming up of games on Saturdays. I'm relieved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, these midweek games become it really makes makes it 
there's a rhythm to it as well. There is. But it's a rhythm of just going from one thing to the next. And we're not even like running around for 90 minutes. I'm not even writing two stories off of each game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's just a difficult, difficult thing. Anyway, uh, anything else we'd like to say in any other... Uh, I think it was cold out there on uh, it, Saturday. It, it was cold on Saturday, but not too bad. It was windier than than the previous mm-hmm. night. And this coming Saturday doesn't look too bad either. I think 60s for yeah. the high, so yeah. you know, 50s for the game time probably. Yeah. It's not too bad for... Yeah. Yeah. March. I, I just I just ask for good typing weather. That's all that I. That's all you need. need. Saturday was not good typing uh, weather. He like, Tom took his computer inside where mm-hmm. it's heated because the area where we sit during the game is not heated to type away. Yeah, though you can't see the game. No. Uh, from that point, and, and there's really like one TV screen <laughs> there in the back, which I was standing right in front of. But still, you you, you can't hear the crowd. You you can't see the game it's it's uh, it's it's not the best but um since my job requires typing um that was something that needed to uh, to be done it is always it's the classic you know enclosed or open press box which is which is better um and at this time of year open is not better is this the type of thing that sports writers debate when they go to a bar um I don't know if, it, if it's debated. It's usually just griped about. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's usually not the pro side. <laughs> Everything is generally bad. <laughs> it sounds very much like a journalist. It, it is. Everything it, is bad. It, it is. We don't go to as many bars as we used to. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's, changing. that's yeah. what I'm discovering. Yeah. Probably for the best, yeah. honestly, for everyone's yeah. health. But yeah. I think that is all that we need to talk that's about. That's all that we week. need to talk about. Yes. We'll be back next, next week with one game to talk about. Uh, with the New York, New York City uh, FC uh, game. Mm-hmm. A battle of cities, another city battle. Um, St. <laughs> Louis versus New York. Uh, part of the collection of. But part uh, of the collection of, and, and also probably lending to further confusion among the city players as to mm-hmm. why Kansas City is actually mm-hmm. Kansas City Kansas and City. not just Kansas. Kansas, yeah. But <laughs> they, they are fully bought in, though, on calling them Kansas. I uh, love it. They, they, it's, it's now reached every level of the club. Yes, it I mean, is, it is know, one of the things that just makes me smile. Yeah, but this, yeah, this is, I mean, if, if they call them New York, we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll know why. Uh, reminder to subscribe to the Post Dispatch. Uh, plenty of news in uh, in print. Um, you know, lots more. You know, hear it from the horse's mouth. Uh, a lot of, you know, access to the team and quotes from the the, the newsmakers and mm-hmm. uh, news there. I mean, you know, uh, you know obviously, you know, uh, Ben Frederson ahead of the ahead of everybody on the Fan Steel extension. Yep. Um, so. Uh, Things like that, uh, you know, hear it, uh, hear it there first. So subscribe, support local journalism. Uh, plenty of Cardinals coverage, more Cardinals coverage, and you'll have time to read, probably, between the paper and the website. Go Cardinals. And on that note, uh, for next week, for Beth, uh, I'm Tom. Uh, be seeing you.